Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Um, uh, Joshua here, let me read you a verse. Look with me in verse number 6. And, and, and I want to bring something out of it in verse number 9 and then jump to 1 Samuel 17. The Bible said this um, in verse number 6, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance of the land, which I swear unto their, fa- unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Now look down in verse number 9. He said this, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Now, go with me to 1 Samuel chapter number 17. And I want to look at some things out of 1 Samuel 17. In 1 Samuel 17, let me just lay the groundwork into it. I'm sure um, when you get there, if you're like me, one of the first things that you do if you've got a Schofield is you look at the chapter heading of 1 uh, 1 Samuel 17 to see what's going on. If you're not familiar with that passage, it's the passage of David and Goliath and what God used David to do in defeating Goliath. Now, we all know that um, David was a young man and uh, um, um, uh, what God done in David's life right here. Now, some people has David being um, just a five or a six-year-old boy when he went to face Goliath. I don't believe that uh, I don't believe that at all. I believe probably if you'll study David's life out and the timeline here and um, uh, some of the things that's said about him, David is probably six 16, 17 years old, right in that age, whenever he goes to face Goliath. Now, we do know that David's old enough to keep his father's sheep by himself. We do know that David's old enough to take a journey to where his brothers is at by himself. So he was not just some little lad. He's he's becoming a young man when he faces Goliath this day. Can I say this about David? David was very courageous. David had courage to do what David did. Um, If there's one thing that I really believe that we need in the day that we're living in, we need the courage to do the right thing in a world that's so wrong. The courage to do the right thing in a world that's so wrong. I'm not going to talk much about this because uh, um, it's just just the normal anymore. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what kind of executive order is going to be signed tomorrow. We don't know. uh, And I'll just say this. You take it however you want to take it. I promise you come Thanksgiving Day, I'll be a rebel because I will be with my family Thanksgiving Day enjoying time with my family. And I promise you I won't have a mask on while I'm doing it. And um, um, you say, they may come put you in jail. Well, um, uh, before they get in, they better have a search warrant. But anyway, um, I'm just being honest. Well, we don't know what it holds. And and, um, uh, man, I I tell you, um, uh, COVID's running crazy right now. And we're supposed to have one of our biggest meetings of the year in in December, that Foothills, that big winter meeting we always have. And, you know, that's up in the air. What do you do? What do you not do? Do you go to Sunday school? Do you go to church? What do you do? It's, it's 2020. 
And uh, I have never wanted to wish a year away, but I'm ready for 2021, I think. And um, um, if 2021 gets here and goes, hey, y'all, watch this, <laughs> I'm going to dig a hole and get in it somewhere. But anyway, uh, we don't know, Brother Aaron, what's going to happen. We don't. But may God help us to have the courage to do the right thing. I said this um, uh, this morning, I said this in devotions at the sheriff's office, I said, you know, we've always said we're willing to die for what we believe in. We're willing to fight for what we believe in. We're willing to go to jail for what we believe in. We may just find out before this thing's all said and done if we are really willing to do that. It's easy to say I'm willing to do that when we're sitting here. But we may find out before it's all said and done exactly what will happen. And I'll say this, and, and, and I'm not being political in this, I'm being honest. I thank God that we got a sheriff that came out when they was trying to close our churches and publicly stated he would not go into a church and shut it down. They may not do that on a local basis, but they may try to come about in a federal basis and come in our churches and do that before it's all said and done. What are we going to do? May God give us the what did what did God say to Joshua? You need to be courageous, be strong and of good courage. You need to be courageous. I thought about this. David in this story of David and Goliath, we see a man that in a world that was wrong done the right thing. In a world of fear, everybody else was scared to death. Everybody else was worried to death. I mean, here's Goliath of Gath. Here's this great big tall giant, this mighty warrior, this man that uh, has come up to defile the armies of God. And can I just say this to you? If the Israelites had done what they were supposed to do in the book of Joshua, this would not be happening right now. Because he's what? He's of the Anakims. He's Goliath of Gath of the Anakims. Where did they come from? They come from Canaan land. And God told them when they went into Canaan land to utterly destroy every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl. Destroy everybody. But they didn't. And now because they didn't do that, guess what? They have now come back up to defile the armies of God. I'll just say this in passing. When God tells you to deal with something, you better deal with it and do it the right way. A lot of times, here's what we want to do with the giants in our life. We just want to push them back in the closet somewhere. We don't want to completely destroy them. Now, years later, it comes back. Matter of fact, years ago when I preached youth meetings all the time, I had a message that I preached on some giants that needs their head cut off. That's what David did. When he killed Goliath, he cut his head off. And you didn't have to worry about that giant no more. But here now, this great big giant comes back up and you can look at his heritage, you can look at his height, you can look at his hardware in all these verses. But there's one young man that says, you know what, I'm going to make a difference. There's one young man that says, you know what, I am going to do what's right in a world that's wrong. I am going to stand for what's right. Church, hear me and hear me well tonight. If there's ever been a time that we took a stand for what we believe in, it's right now. If there's ever been a time that we don't wobble on the shaft, it's right now. There, there is a, there is a, I, 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 man, I, it just blows my mind. And, and I don't want to be careful tonight, but I want to be honest at the same time. There is a movement of casualness going through the 
the realm of fundamentalism right now. There's a lot of preachers that does not respect this place anymore. There's a lot of people that's starting to take their neckties off and take their suits off and just walk into the pulpit any old way. There's still a level of respect for this place right here. It's a sacred place. It's a holy place. Matter of fact, I'm so old school. I believe Nehemiah when he talked about the pulpit being made of wood. Nehemiah chapter number 7 and 8. There is a there is a, a sweeping of our nation today. Matter of fact, let's just be honest. How many when you come to drive in church had your Sunday best on? There's some did. Now I know nobody point no fingers or get mad or nothing. I'm just being honest. How many during drive in church sat there and ate their Big Mac while the preacher was preaching? You say, well, preacher, I was in my car. There's still a level of respect that we ought to have down at the house of God. And, 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 and in this world, I'm, it bothers me. I'm just being honest. It bothers me to see the direction some of these preachers are going. Um, it, Daddy told me this 25 years ago. He said, if they start dropping their dress standard, it won't be long, they'll drop everything else. And uh, I know, I know that's not popular in 2020, but it's just the truth today. May God give us the courage to stand for what's right. I make no apologies today that I still preach out of a King James Bible. I make no, I don't need nothing else. I need nothing else. It's still the holy, inspired, inerrant, infallible word of a holy God. I make no apologies about that. Thank God for my King James Bible tonight. I make no apologies that I believe that a lady ought to adorn herself in modest apparel. Yeah, man, I make no apologies about that. I make no apologies that I tell the preachers in our church, your wife ought to look different than anybody else, especially when you're the pastor. Now you that ain't preachers, every one of y'all ought to be hollering amen with me right now. I make no apologies. Some of y'all going, man, I wonder what we'd be doing in heaven if he'd have preached on that. <laughs> Uh, I'm just being honest with you tonight. I don't make no apologies just because this world is changing, honey. It don't mean that we're supposed to change. The Bible still said come out from the world and be yourself. But we're still called a peculiar people today. You say, well, preacher, that's just old-fashioned. Well, it did say in Jeremiah, to seek ye out the old paths and walk therein where is the good way. And here's what he said, you'll find rest for your soul. It's still the right way. And, and, and we are in need of people in this day that will have the courage to stand for what's right. I will not back down on my belief of the King James Bible. Can I just be real honest with you? Before I back down on my standards and my belief, I'll resign from pastoring a church. I'll go get a secular job somewhere before I back down from it. I'd rather die. I'd rather die than back down from the old time way. I'm just being as real as I can be with you tonight. I'd rather die. I'm not changing.
I'm not changed. There's an outfit came in a few years ago and thought they could get me to change. And they ain't none of them sitting around here no more. But the rest of us is still sitting around. I still got a suit and tie on. I'm still toting a King James Bible. And I still listen to the right kind of music. Just because it says Christian or gospel don't mean it's right. Matter of fact, Hank Williams has got more God on him than most of the secular Christian music does today. That's exactly right. That movement today is full of sodomites. It's full of, uh, 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 of husband swapping and wife hopping. That's exactly right. And I'm just saying to you tonight, I, I know y'all wishing we was at heaven tonight. I'm just saying to you tonight, we need the courage to stand for what's right. To stand for what's right. I thought about this. David had that. That word courage means this. It means bravery. It means the quality of mind which enables men to encounter danger and difficulties with firmness or without fear or depression of spirits, valor, boldness. It's what we need today. Can I say something? You can still stand for what's right and love sinners. I've seen some people today um, that sinners besides y'all. <laughs> I did. And you know what they done? They talked to me. They sure did. They said, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good. They said, well, we've been thinking about you. That's a difference then in, 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 in some of y'all. Y'all said, I've been praying for you. They said, I've been thinking about you. And I said, well, I appreciate that. I said, I sure do. How's your daddy? I said, man, he's doing good. He's doing great. Ma'am, he's doing good. He's, he really is. The Lord's touched him. If it hadn't have been for God, it probably wouldn't have been this way. Well, we'll be thinking about you. Are you with me right there? They know what I stand for. They know how I believe. They know the stance that I take. But you know what? I still love them. I still have the right attitude towards them. You'll never win them looking down your pharisaical nose at them. I do not have to agree with their sin, but I can still love the sinner. May God give us boldness to do that. I thought about this, David's courage. Let me show you something right here. Number one, I see the singularity of the courage. The singularity of it. Look in verse number 40 of chapter 17. I'm just going to jump around in this, okay? Verse number 40 of chapter 17. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag which he had, even in a script, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near the Philistines. Look in verse 48. And it came to pass when the Philistines arose and came to draw nigh to meet David the Philistine, uh, he came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Now, watch again what he said. Look in verse 40. The Bible said, And he took his staff in his hand. Look in verse number 48. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. 
the singularity of his courage. Nobody else is running with David. We don't find nobody else going to the brook with David. We don't find nobody else saying, you know what, David? We don't even find nobody saying, I got you back, man. We don't even find that. Uh, you know what they're all saying? You big dummy, what are you doing? You not realize who that is? That's Goliath of Gath. I can't help but wonder if David may have turned back around and said, you big dummies, don't you know who's on my side? Are you with me tonight? The singularity of it. If you stand for what's right, you will not be the most popular person at your school if you're a young person. You're probably not. I don't even know if they do this anymore. You're probably not going to get homecoming queen or king if you stand for what's right. Boy, it's getting quiet up in the house of God tonight. But it's the truth. The singularity of it. The singularity of it. Uh, Brother Donathan is my um, uh, nephew by marriage. He married my niece. And Brother Donathan Lale went to East Wilkes High School and had a great testimony, carried his Bible every day he went to school, carried a red-back Schofield Bible every day at school, and was on the football team. Matter of fact, even had a chance on a scholarship and he had, um, I, I, was, I was talking to Rebecca, and um, uh, he had one real good friend in school, and he died just the other day. Donathan had part in his funeral. And you said, Preacher, what are you saying? Well, Donathan's married today, and Donathan's got a beautiful little girl, and God's blessing him as he's working with the young people at Thanks to Calvary. And for all this COVID mess hit, he was preaching all over the country, and God was using him in a mighty way. Can I just say something? You know what's going to matter when he stands before a thrice holy God one day? It's not going to matter how far he kicked the football. It's not going to matter how popular he was. What's going to matter is what he done for a holy God. God, and to do that, there will be times that it'll be you and you alone standing for what's right. The singularity of His curse. It's easy to go with the flow. It's very easy to. Matter of fact, every individual sitting in this room, there's still times in our life that we battle peer pressure. There's still times that we want to fit in. I don't want to be the nerd. I'm sure you don't want to be either. But you know what? There's some times that we have to stand for what's right. There's some times we have to stand for what's right. Young people, you better learn to stand for something. That might have been a, it might have been a country song, but I'm going to say it anyway. You better learn to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. That's just the truth today. The singularity of it. He had the courage. He had the courage to stand for what was right by himself. If if you cannot be, uh, if you cannot stand alone, uh, then you're not going to make it. He had to stand by himself, and I want to say this: you need to you need to have the courage in your singularity uh, that that if you're the only if you're the only, and this this really goes more to women than it does men, but if you're the only lady dressing that way, that it's all right. Well, it's getting quiet, but I'm probably just going to bog him and preach a little bit tonight. But it's all right. It's all right. I don't want my teenage girls running around half naked looking like some harlot off the street in East Winston. I want to raise them to be young I want to raise them to be young ladies and raise them in the admonition of the Word of God. Study modest apparel out. 
Study what it is. Study what it is. They were to adorn themselves in that. To adorn themselves. Now, if you'll holler amen, we'll get done a whole lot faster tonight. To adorn themselves in that. Miss Bethany was talking to us the other day. And um, she was talking about when God began to speak to her heart about the way that she dressed. And she said, Preacher, when I was going through school, I was the only one uh, going through college, I was the only one dressed the way that I did. And I said, You know what? It's all right, Miss Bethany. It's all right. It's all right to stand out. We're supposed to stand out. Hey, look up in here a minute, Hoss. If the world looks at us and we look like them, we smell like them, we walk like them, we talk like them, we do everything, we, we wine bib like they do. Wines is just as straight out of hell as Bud Light and meth and marijuana and all the rest of it. Amen. And if we look like them, matter of fact, Daddy said it this way. If you walk like a duck, you quack like a duck, and you got feathers like a duck, you a duck. And I'm going to tell you what a lot of people in this world need the reason that they don't have the courage to stand for what's right. It's because they never met the one that gives courage, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. I've just come to this conclusion. What a lot of people need is a trip to an old rugged cross on the side of Calvary's hill and to be saved by the grace of God because he said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things become new. If you're still living like you used to, you never got saved. The singularity of David was the only one. There was nobody else running to meet this big giant, but David did. I see the singularity of it, but number two, watch this. Look what your Bible said in verse 37. Bible said in verse 37, I normally don't preach like this on Wednesday nights, but it's what the Lord said do, and I'm not apologizing. I'm going to obey Him. Bible said in verse 37, David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and of the paw of the bear. He would deliver me out of the hand of the Philistines. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. I, 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 just, I can almost hear the sarcasm at the end of that from Saul. Go, and boy, the Lord's going to need to help you. Are you with me now? Look with me. Watch this in verse 45. The Bible said this, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head up from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistine this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beast of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth with a sword and a spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. I see the singularity of His courage, but watch this. Number two, I see the source of His courage. 
How was David able to do this? He said, he didn't say Saul made me do this. He didn't say my daddy made me do this. He didn't say my brethren made me do this. Here's what he said. The God of Israel, the Lord God, Jehovah is who that is. He said, God will give you into my hand. Let me tell you the way you'll overcome the enemy. It will never be on your own power. It will be in the power of an almighty God. We cannot do it ourselves. By ourselves, we will fall flat of our face every day of our life. We will never be able to serve God on our own because we're still of the Adamic nature. But thank God that somebody moved inside of me called the Holy Ghost the day that I got saved. And when I can't, He can. And there is a God God living in us, that helps us. The source of it. The source of it. Let me tell you how you're going to overcome your bitterness. Oh, boy, it got... <laughs> Let me give me a drink of water. Let me say that again. Whew. Man, I felt like I put a straitjacket on right then. Let me tell you how you're going to overcome that giant of bitterness. You're not going to do it on your own. You don't have the power on your own to do that. Let me tell you how you're going to overcome that giant of bitterness. You're going to have to let God do it. You're going to have to have the courage to give that to God and let Him do it. I was talking to a gentleman the other day. Leslie and I was, and um, we weren't even around here. We weren't even around here. We weren't even in this county. So don't nobody try to figure out who it was, okay? You say, why do you say, because half of y'all was already trying to figure out who it was. You're Baptist. I know the way you are. You're going to be looking back on my Facebook to see who I went out to eat with. And I didn't go eat with him. So watch this. I was talking to him the other day, and he was talking about where he went to church at previously. And a guy had done his family wrong while he was going to church there. And here's what he said. He said, I ended up having to leave the church. He said, because every time I seen him, my blood pressure went up, and I had to buckle my mouth. Can I just say this to you? You, you know, you may make me bad, mad and you may hurt me and, 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 and there's people in this room that has cut me to the bone. There really is. You say, was it me? Well, I'm not even going to tell you if it was. But there's people in this room that's cut me to the bone. But look up in here. I'm still standing. Boy, it got quiet right there. I'm still standing. You're not going to run me away from my church. You say, well, we'll vote you out. You can vote me out. And I'll leave, and you'll miss God's will for the church, and God won't bless the church. You say, you're awful arrogant and that. No, I'm just being honest with you, church. I'm just, I'm being real with you. This guy said, I ended up having to leave. And the way he talked, he never even said where he was going now, did he? The way he acted, he's just completely out of church now. Hear me tonight. The way you're going to have the courage to overcome that bitterness, you're going to have to find the source of that. And that's in God. That's in God. If, if Jesus was spit upon, the beard was plucked from His face, and He was beaten to the point that His bones stared at Him and His bowels gushed from within, and He could still look at us and tell us He loves us, then we have no excuse. You have no excuse to be bitter. You have no excuse to be... You don't know what they did to me. It don't matter. It don't matter. We can have the courage to overcome that church... And the way that we do that is through this source. David said, the way I'm going to kill this giant, the way I'm going to overcome, the way I'm going to do right in a world that's so wrong, 
is I've got a source that helps me. Look at this. Verse number 49. Verse number 49 says this. And David put his hand, or and David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it. I like the way it says that. Matter of fact, I get corrected off the title of one of my messages, and they tell me that it's not, it's not grammatically correct. I get a lot of that. But anyway, I heard a message I preach on God, give us some more rock slangers. He slang it. That's what he said right there. He slang it. And smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the stone sunk up in his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David, watch this, prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. There was no sword in the hand of David. We know that David ran and got the Philistine sword and cut his head off. I see the singularity of his courage. I see the source of his courage, but number three, I see the success of his courage. The success of it. He accomplished what he set out to do. Come start playing softly, Miss Tanya, if you can. He, he accomplished what he set out to do. Um, we rolled into 2020 on top of the mountain at Amazing Grace. We was busting out the seams. Uh, we really was. Man, there's a good crowd here tonight. Good crowd here tonight. Especially you take the ones that's in the parking lot if all those was in here. But man, I'm telling you, we was, we was Sunday mornings, we was blowing 200 out every Sunday morning. Man, uh, you have dreams, and Brother Ryan and I, Saturday, we was riding around and uh, we was talking, and I was telling him as a pastor, and Brother Ryan was an assistant pastor several years ago, but someone said, as a pastor, you know, you. You have dreams and you can see those dreams come true. You can pray that God accomplishes those things. Man, we rolled into this year and Brother Aaron, I just knew by the end of this year um, whether we had paid the building off or not, Brother Tim, we was going to have to start an uh, auditorium. And then before you know it, all of a sudden, somebody got sick. And then, Lord have mercy. We've just been on a ride ever since. People that, that I honestly, and they might be watching my live feed tonight, and if they are, I hope God speaks to their hearts right now. But people honestly, that if you'd asked me the beginning of 2020 if they would be here tonight, I'd have said, yeah. No questions about it. Some's not come to church but just two or three times since March. Man, you don't talk about her. I, I, God's blessed us financially. I stand amazed. Matter of fact, looked at the accounts today and the general account this week was already back up over $60,000 again. And, um, uh, missions, we're giving money away like crazy out of missions. It was up bumping 20 again and, 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 and just building funds already jumped back up close to 15 and Sometimes we're there and you sit back and go, where'd all this come from? God's still blessing us. But what I'm simply saying is this, 2020 has thrown us a curveball. 
and a knuckleball. And they've even hit the batter with a fastball three different times. <laughs> Are you with me tonight? I mean, the quarterback's been sacked 815 times. And, and we think all of a sudden we've got on top of it and then, man, we're back out in the parking lot for a week or two. We're back out of Sunday school again. And it, it's just been an emotional roller coaster. If we'd have begun 2020 and you'd have told me that I'd have laid in the bed for eight days sick as a dog, I'd have said, you're crazy. You'd have told me that Daddy would have been in the hospital and, and, and we'd be worried about whether or not he was even going to live for a day or two. I said, well, you're crazy. But you know what? All of that has come. And we've went through it so far. Just catch what I just said, through it. And look around, there's still a remnant that's left. So I said all that to say this, if there's ever been a time that this group sitting right here decides by the grace of God, I'm going to have the courage to do what's right. And I'm going to keep going. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. Somebody asked me the other day, said, another pastor, and here's what he said. He said, do you think your church will ever rebound from COVID? And I said, rebound? I said, man, what you talking about? I said, God's going to do more than rebound. I said, I believe in all of my heart that God is going to reward the efforts of those who remain faithful. I, 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 um, I've said this many times. One thing that's bothered me so much in all this is we ain't been knocking on doors. So I sat down with Miss Stephanie today and I said, design a door hanger. She said, do what? I said, I want something we can hang on a door. Well, I had to knock on it. Well, I had to talk to nobody. Walk up, hang it on their door and turn around and walk off. You know what? Here in just a couple weeks when they come in, you know what we're going to start doing? We're going to start door hanging. And can I just say this? I'm preaching to me. But if the Democratic Party and the Republican Party could go out and knock on doors to try to get votes, God help the church today that we've set back not knocked on doors. I'm preaching to me. I'm the one that says, let's go do it. I'm preaching to me on that. So I've been racking my mind what is a safe way to do this. We'll start door hangers. You say, preach, what are we going to do if they come? We're going to preach Jesus to them. You say, well, what's going to happen? We're just going to trust God with it. We're going to be smart. We're just going to trust God with it. That's what we're going to do. Has there been a day that we was courageous, church? And we stood up with courage. And we decided, by the grace of God, I'm not quitting. I'm not throwing in the towel. No matter what comes, no matter what storms may hit, no matter what phone calls we get, that by the grace of God, 
I'm going to keep standing. I may do it by myself. But the Bible said this, if God be for you, who can be against you? If you saved, you never stand by yourself in all honesty. You stand with the mightiest trio. You stand with the only one that's ever defeated death, hell, and the grave. May God give us the courage to stand. And having done all, to stand. I don't want to waver. I don't want to back down. I don't want to give up. I don't want to sell out. I started with a King James in my hand. I've told my wife, when I die, there better be one in my coffin with me when I die. You say you dogmatic about that. No, I'm bulldogmatic about it. There's some things I'm not changing on. Our technology may change. We may use PowerPoints every once in a while. We may have online giving. We may have a credit card machine. And I ain't changing on the King James Bible. And I ain't changing on my stance. Of the way we ought to dress and the way we ought to look, the way God ought to... God help us tonight. In a world that's so wrong, have the courage to stand.